Hello and welcome back to another episode of Binge Lists and Box Office Hits, the podcast about all things film, TV and streaming. I'm your host Shannon Holiday, and I'm joined once again by the lovely Letitia Thomas. Hey guys, how you doing this week? Uh, very good myself, how about yourself? Yeah, look, I've been alright, I watched a bunch of stuff this week so it was kind of fun. Yeah, it yeah. was a big week for me too. I watched a, a fair few things. I didn't think I would. I had a, quite a busy week with work and some of various other things, but I watched about four or five films this week. Yeah, I didn't read as much this week, so I watched more TV. You had more time. Set aside a we little bit. We don't need of, to read. No, who needs to read these days? Yeah. It's all on audiobooks. Yeah. It's fine. What did you end up watching? Um, So I watched a few things. I'll just go through them quick because. Yeah, and then we'll. Yeah. Um, so the new Guardians film, yes, that was very cool. It sort of had the same tone and the like st- stylistic stuff as like the rest of them. So if you liked Guardians, yeah, you'll love this one. Um, watched a bit of Star Wars. Got back into Hill House. Watched a few episodes of that. Yeah. Um, watched Hannah Gadsby's Netflix special. Yeah. Okay. Um, something special that was fun. It's not as depressing as Nanette. Um, okay. Back to like typical uplifting. comedy. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. good though. So yeah. if you're a fan of their stuff, watch it. Yeah. Um, watch Ted Lasso. This week I'm like, hey, they might be redeeming themselves. It was pretty good. Yeah, okay. Um, got back into Yellow Jackets, obsessed with that. We're going to do a deep dive on it in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, that's only, so only two episodes left of that show for the season two yeah. and then we're going to do a season one and two deep dive, full I'm spoilers. like, Shannon's into Lost, theories. I'm into Yellow Jackets. Like yeah. that's how deep it is, but I will save that for later. About two weeks time. Um, and then I watched a little bit of Queer Eye because that came out and it's just yeah right okay is that on Netflix I yeah think? it's just yeah. easy like it's one of those ones heartfelt. in the background you can kind of go oh I'm listening I'm yeah, not listening it makes you feel nice because it's wholesome but it's like yeah it's just easy to watch so my parents used to watch the original one back in like the late 90s Queer 2000s. Eye for the straight guy was yeah, it yeah, yeah. Re- oh, that's amazing and um yeah it was one of the shows you're like oh cool this is kind of interesting you're helping someone out this is good yeah, it's one of those ones, like, I started it in 20, like, I think 18 when it started, yeah. whenever it was, because I was at uni and it was, like, they're easy to watch. So, I just, every time it comes out, yeah. it's easy to watch. Watch that. So, I just watch a couple episodes every every so often until it's done and then yeah, I wait. Find something else until it comes back. Until it comes back. Yeah. What did you watch this week? Um, well, I, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy as well, because we went and saw that together. Yes, we did. It was uh, fun. I finished off the trilogy of Guardians movies. I thought it was, it was really well done. Honestly, I think it was the probably the strongest of the three individual movies outside the MCU. And yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It's really heartfelt. It's uh, pretty brutal at times. And, yeah, and, the, was... and the comedy is, it's not overly done where I feel like MCU kind of force it in there sometimes in certain yeah, films. You're like, they um, they had one F-bomb and they dropped it in the most perfect moments. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So if you it was see perfectly it, done. Watch out for it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I definitely recommend going to the going to the cinema to see Guardians Three. Definitely finishes off that, yeah. that kind of story saga it was really one well. That like I'm not too much into Marvel films anymore. I kind of got a bit over it, but yeah, see me too. This is the last one I was kind of caring for. It was great to see it on the big screen. Yeah, because yeah, they did really well with their CGI. It wasn't sort of too much to the no. point where it feels almost animated when it's not supposed to. Yeah, 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 yeah. The action was yeah right. It was good and yeah, definitely recommend. Um, I also saw the movie The Number Twenty Three. This one was released back in 20, oh, 2007. Uh, it stars Jim Carrey. It's directed by Joel Schumacher, who also did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin films. So they were notoriously bad Batman films. Really, really, really corny. Um, and this is not too far off being a really bad film as well. I did not <laughs> quite enjoy it. It's, um, it's basically about this guy called Walter Sparrow. He's a dog catcher. He begins reading this um, like tattered used book that he finds in a old bookstore called The Number 23. 
and he slowly becomes obsessed with it because he finds a bunch of similarities between himself and the and the main character in the book, and he kind of like plunges into this like deep, dark, seductive world that's in the book and tries to uncover why there are similarities and what's going on. And it has this like weird like as he's reading the book, it has like a narration of him reading and then it shows the scenes as if he's playing the other character as well. It's like this like detective character and he's trying to like solve a murder mystery. What and made you watch it? Like how did you find this one? So this one was – so it's off the back of watching Eternal Happiness of a Spotless Mind. Oh, Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine. That's the one. Sorry. Did you do the same – no, no, no so okay. completely. It's just the fact that like Jim Carrey did a dr- dramatic oh, okay. role, and yep. I thought that that movie's honestly fantastic. I love yeah, it's that. It's great. Film. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, so like he might be able to do other dramatic films really well. So I knew that he did the number twenty three. Didn't really know too much about it, but I was like flicking through. You know how you don't okay. find anything, yeah. and then you're like, I've been wanting to watch that because it's another dramatic film that he did, not his usual slapstick comedies. And I was like, oh, I'll check it on. Yeah, um, it it wasn't really worth it. It was (laughs) hmm, a bit of a letdown. It was a bit of a mess, to be honest, to try and work out the mystery. And then you get the plot twist at the end and you're like, well, that wasn't surprising, (laughs) but it wasn't really well done as a payoff either. I won't spoil it in case someone does want to see it, but yeah. All right, what else do you watch? Um, This is a shout out to my housemate, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Thank you for listening. Uh, He was, you know, sitting in the lounge room the other night and just didn't know what to watch at all. It was one of those ones where you could probably fall asleep to and we're like, oh, I'll flick through. A Paul Blart Mall Cop got put on. <laughs> I've never seen it in full. I've seen it a lot in bits on the TV back in like, you know, the 2000s or yeah. whatever, um, but never sat down to watch it start to finish. It's interesting. It's <laughs> If you know what you're going into, you can enjoy it, but it's it's pretty lowbrow cinema. It's Kevin James basically running around, running into things and just being on a segue before yeah, segue. Cool. Set in 2009. So everyone has like a still touch dial mobile phone. It's before the iPhones and stuff came out. And yeah, it's him basically. Um, this is security guard of a mall. Um, he ends up trying to stop a criminal mastermind's plot to rob the entire shopping mall. And comedy ensues. And he ends up saving the day somehow because he's honestly useless. Because he's the mall cop. That's how he saved the day. On his segue. He's Paul Blart, the mall Paul cop. Paul Blart, mall cop. <laughs> apparently don't see the second one. I The first one I was like, oh, it's look, it's got funny bits in and it. And it gets worse, apparently. Yeah, apparently the second one's not too bad. Like, not great, I mean. So I won't, won't check that one out. And lastly, uh, this week for movies, I ended up watching uh, that new movie, Air. It was in cinemas this year. It's about the, uh, you know, the... The deal between Nike and Michael Jordan around the, you know, the Air Jordan brand of the shoe and how they got to get that deal in place. Um, it's directed by Ben Affleck, oh, cool. starring Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, um, Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker and Viola Davis as... I'm just seeing your notes and Shannon's wrote, Christ Tucker. Christ Tucker. <laughs> so Christ Tucker's in it. <laughs> Good old Chris Tucker's in it. Um, and Viola Davis as uh, Jordan's mom. She's amazing. She's a powerhouse in this like, as well. So in this film, she's been in. She's been bad. She plays the mom. Yep. And because every scene that has actual Michael Jordan in it, he's basically obscured from the camera. People are in front of him. He's basically out of shot. He's like not the central to the story, so okay. he's really not there. But the mother character is basically the way of representing him, trying to get the deal in place because he's. He, shows that she really cares about her son and that she knows he's destined for greatness. So she wants to make sure that which brand that they sign with has his back essentially for like that as well. Like uh-huh. it's, nice. it's yeah, and she's she's a powerhouse. She's like she really 
pulls her weight in this film. It's really good. And it's got some funny moments as well because um, Ben Affleck plays the character of Phil Knight, who was the CEO of Nike at the time, who started the brand. And he's in, like that person was notorious for like not wearing shoes in the office, up on the oh, table. Okay. He's like yep. this, yeah. There's a bunch of uh, 80s aesthetics throughout the whole thing. Like it starts with a montage of all like 80s products and stuff. How, yeah, the music. And I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. So that's going straight to Amazon Prime now. Okay. So it's just got added there, I think this week. So I saw it on there. I was like, yes, I'm going to check that one out. And so that's what I've been watching this week. That's cool. I think yeah. we both watch a lot of stuff, a lot of different stuff, but that's cool. Um, do you want to get into some trivia this yeah, week? Yeah, let's do some uh, trivia already. again. It's I'm been gonna... going quite well, but we've, we're doing it a bit differently. We're not kind of like picking ones where it's like might relate to you. We've just got a, a, a deck of cards with movie or trivia and we'll just pick it from the top. Alrighty, let's see what this one is. All right, let's see. So I don't know how we're going to go here. Okay. Which actress won the Academy Award for Best Actress three times for their roles in Fargo, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Nomadland? I know this one. Um, I just can't think of her name... It's Frances McDormand. You got it. I got it. I right, nailed it. One for Shannon. One for me. All right, let's see how you go. Oh, Jesus. All righty. always get scared. Jennifer Lawrence won the 2012 Academy Award for Best Actress for her role in which movie? This is, is this Silver Linings Playbook? Yep, you nailed yep. it too. So one for one. I wasn't sure if it was that one or the one she did a couple years later that I can't think what that one's called. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the big first one that she did. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, with um, Bradley Cooper as well. That's a fantastic – I love there's a scene – very good film. Where, he, where, like, he's reading the book and yeah. he finishes it and he's so angry at how it ends and, just, and he just <laughs> flings it out the window yeah. and then because he's been out of, like, rehab, yeah. he's in his parents' house and he, like, races into his mum and dad's room. Meanwhile, this man's, like, he's a grown man and he's just, like, ranting about yeah. his book and I used to read, like, a ton – like, I didn't watch movies, I just read books and yeah. stuff. So, like – when I watch that in like 2012, I'm like, this speaks to me. Yeah, I yeah. feel that. Yeah. Just throw it across the just room. Just throw it yeah. out the window. Just <laughs> so mad. All right. Number two, Shannon. Mm-hmm. All right. Which Australian actress played the role of the elf leader, uh, Glad- I can't pronounce it. Galadriel? That's it. Yeah. Galadriel in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Liv something. I'm shaking my head. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. The elf leader, not the whatever she is. Oh, Kate Blanchett. It's Sorry. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kate Blanchett. I was thinking of the um the other character. Yeah, the, the other guy. woman yeah. in the yeah. films. Yes. Yeah. The two that's in the there. The two, yeah. So, <laughs> no, so I, I can't it. get through Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. No, Kate Blanchett, yeah. Uh, which character does Hugh Jackman portray in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? X-Men. Like, he's Wolverine in yeah, the X-Men. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Correct. Logan I was like trying, slash I was like, I was like hey, what's his name? Like, he's, yeah, he has a name. <laughs> he's got the things on his <laughs> hands. Wolverine. I don't know. <laughs> I've barely Spider-Man. seen them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's only just kind of becoming into the MCU now because they're adding him to Deadpool 3. Oh, good God. Which is also now going to be in the MCU because it got bought out. Okay, I didn't – oh, no, I didn't know the answer to this. I just wasn't reading properly. Um, How are the synthetic humans referred to in the Blade Runner movie series? Oh, it's been a hot minute yeah. since I've watched both. I've seen both of them. Uh, the I've only seen the as first well. one. I, I love it, but yeah. fantastic! I, I honestly cannot remember off the top of my head. No, and I don't think I would have maybe remembered, but it's replicants. Yeah, and I should have because no, I, I wrote a big assignment on it in grade twelve. I know that I think. Um, someone at work's going to have a girl me because they listen to this. Isaac is a huge fan of Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And I want to actually, maybe I'll watch 2049 this week because I've been meaning to watch it since it came out, but I was scarred from like writing the assignment on it in that school. That you're like, I'm not going to go yeah. down that path right now. But maybe I might watch it this week, Isaac. I will let you know next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll let you know. All right. Your last one. Okay. See if I can win this week. I, I think we're still one for one each. 
the I've fixture. Got two. You've got two. I got two. You got two. Oh, I've got one. I never win these things. Yeah, I know. You might know. The fictional xenomorph is a creature that features in which movie franchise? That would be Alien. That is correct. Yes. I love Alien. Yeah, I yeah, love Alien I watched too. it very late, but I was like so thrilled. And then I went and watched the second one in cinemas because yep. they like re-released it or whatever. Yeah, Alien. And then I was like, oh man, the special effects is like really cool. I was there with my friend and then I was yeah. watching the credits and mm. it turns out my... Like, it's distant, but, mm. like, my great uncle that married into the family had worked on it. So I was like, this is cool. This is great. I'm connected. a bit connected. of movie trivia. What do you think of, like, the new kind of alien series? They did Prometheus and I the haven't. I've only seen the first two. Yeah, Because okay. I love them so much. You know how people go, oh, after that they get a bit shit. They do. I've seen Alien 3, which yeah. is, like, the late 90s one or early 90s and one. And so, so ugh, that and then bit, the, bit rough. the Terminator series, I've only watched the first two because people go, they're the best ones. They Well, they are. Um, Terminator 2 is the best yeah. sequel ever Linda made Hamilton gets buff and shit. And then, yeah. Ripped in that one. It's so good. Absolutely. But yeah, so I kind of sometimes I'm just like, you know what, let's just watch the good ones. Yeah. And watch everything else. And then if I've watched everything else there's to watch, maybe I'll go maybe, back and yeah. watch the ones that people aren't Yeah, so I haven't seen Dark, Terminator Dark Fate or anything like that, which is the most recent Terminator. Because it's like, I don't know, just the first two are just yeah, so well done. I, I don't want to ruin that legacy when I see these. Is it the new Predator that they did on Disney Plus that everyone Prey. was Prey. That was I do phenomenal. want to watch that. That was yeah. awesome. Definitely worth checking out. Alrighty. Should we get into some news this yeah, week? Yeah, let's go into the news. So... Um, Beetlejuice 2, Tim Burton's doing new Beetlejuice that started shooting this week. Yep. Um, it's got a lot of the original cast. So it's got Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Michael Keaton. They've got a couple newcomers. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I don't know if he's in it. Mm, I don't know either. I couldn't see Given his name. what's happening to him, but um, yeah. Yeah. And he's got a documentary, so who knows? Um, Monica Belushi is Beetlejuice's wife. Okay. Willem Dafoe's in it untitled. I'm not sure who he's playing. And of course, they've got Jenna Ortega as Lydia's daughter, which I'm kind of given I'm that it's a pretty stoked to not see how a that reboot, and it's kind of like a continuation. Kind of excited, yeah. But also, Jenna Ortega, stop stealing all my Halloween costumes. That's exactly. First, you it. took Wednesday. Now you're doing Lydia's daughter. Yep. I'm just gonna have to reboot all my Halloween costumes and redo. For you're just gonna be dressing Ortegas. up as Jenna yeah. Ortega in, rather than characters. It's crazy. I'm um, good to see that. Obviously, uh, she got picked probably based on her production with Tim Burton in Wednesday. Yeah, a good relation there, and they, she got picked for the role. I'm very excited for that. I love Beetlejuice one. I thought it was really yeah. Really Beetlejuice good. is one of those great ones that I watched. I think on TV as a teen. Yeah, and even though it's like super old and like visually dated, it doesn't feel visually. No, you can dated. watch it now and just enjoy it. it yeah. yeah. It's so good. Also, I think I read that they're bringing back um, Gina Davis, but I don't know how okay. true that is because that was on like a separate site. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and those two characters, if they don't have them in there, well, it could be just something else now. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I yeah, don't know what's going to happen to the husband. Okay. The next one is Freaky Friday Reboot. Actually, it's a sequel. So they're doing okay. a sequel to the 2003 version of Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. Which I've never seen. No? No. Okay. I mean, I just missed it when I was a kid. It's one of those body swap movies. Yeah. You, you know, you've got issues with your mom. Oh, no, the mom's got issues with the daughter because oh, she's no. not responding. Oh, you swap now you bodies. Are them. And then you obviously then can relate to that character. Yeah, it's a reimagining, I guess, or a redo of one that Disney did way, way, way back with, like, baby Jodie Foster, which yeah. I've not seen. But it's all on Disney+, Plus, so maybe I'll go... Yeah, because it's all Disney. Plus Disney and yeah. watch some that of was 1976 really with Jodie Foster. It would have had to have been. Yeah. It was crazy. That and they did the, yeah, but the no 2003 one it, so I guess Freaky Friday. Fine. And then yeah. this is a sequel to that. 
So it's not just a reboot again with those characters, but they just I don't know how they're gonna sequel swap again, I guess. I don't know. So many sequels. Maybe they're middle aged and I don't know. Uh, but I, it's gonna be rough. I feel like that one's gonna go straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't think it'll go I to cinemas. I don't think it's gonna go to cinemas with that one in particular. And then we've got some more news. We've got Fast X and Vin Diesel stated that the studio wishes the finale to be a trilogy after seeing the film. So I think maybe we're getting like, what, does that make it 13 fast It'll be films? 10, 11, 12. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Shannon's got a little quote about this. I've got this. a quote from like what he said at like the, um, he was he was at the red carpet for Fast X. Um, he was speaking to one of the reporters there from Fandango and this is um, Vin Diesel. So quote, uh, going into making this movie, the studio had asked if this could be a two-parter. And after the studio saw this, part one, they asked, could you make Fast X the finale, a trilogy, end quote. So he was basically kind of like alluding to the fact that there's probably going to be two more parts to this ending. So I, you're looking at 12 honestly, films at like, this point. I know that there's about 3 million jokes about this on the internet, yeah. but I just think they're going to just keep making these until they're all too old to do it. Yeah. it's God knows what they're going to do. I It'll spin into something else. Yeah. Like it'll be maybe Vin Diesel might retire his character because they did that spin-off movie, Hobbs and Shaw. That's right, which I haven't seen because I don't care. Sorry. It's very much – it's just is another it action? action film. It didn't need to really even have the Fast and Furious title in it. It was just like, oh, cool, let's just make something. Yeah, because it became characters. sort of espionage at some point. Yeah. Which is why I just – Pretty much I, after Fast Five, they kind of morphed the series yeah, into right, something else. Yeah, that's right, because then Lottie comes uh, – not Lottie, Letty comes back. In the sixth one because she's got amnesia. Amnesia she got, and she's with – those guys, I mean, I've seen them. I like We've them, all seen them all. We all know the story, but yeah, they turned into like action films rather than like underground. Street and then they racing went to space, films. and hopefully they just go back to the street racing because that's what I really. That's what love. they're alluding to in this one. So it looks yeah. like everything comes down to a street race because I think they kind of got the criticism that it's like this is getting ridiculous now. Yeah, and it, the ninth one was very self aware. Took it far, and they took it too far. Too and far, and they know they did. I think in the last one. So yeah. let's see what they do with. Fast Ten, which is out next week. Is it next week? It's next week. Okay, so we need to go. We have see to make that. time. I'm. I haven't seen one in the cinema for a while. No. I think I saw the eighth one and I wasn't Fate, I didn't of, love Fate it. of the Furious? Yeah, I think it must have been that one that yeah. I saw in cinemas and I was like, uh, okay, this is where they're going with it. There's one with the way when he has the like he ends up with a kid. Was that eight? It's eight, I yeah. think. Yeah. That was yeah, one I saw. I went alone on like a Tuesday. Gets killed. Yeah. And then in other news, because we may as well just keep going yeah, at this point. Yeah, blast through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robert De Niro has become a father again at the age of 79 with the birth of his seventh child. Yes. Seventh children yeah. at 79. I mean, he literally could a bit have the Von Trapp family. Yeah, He's got that many point. kids. It's crazy though, because like the oldest ones are like in their 50s. Yeah, I looked up the age. I think it was like 52, yeah. 30, 25. They had two yeah. years twins like in there somewhere. And 11. And now, like a yeah. Newborn. A newborn. And just like, look, you can do whatever you want. You can become a parent at many ages. I'm not, yeah. you know, some people are doing it a lot later now and that's fine. But like, how many Like how many more years has he got in him? That's, that's the point I was like, about to make. You've got to like, look after a kid. It's not... Like, he's got maybe yeah. 20 max years left. Like, that's 99, 100. Like, yeah. it's going to be rough to get past that. And, like, what? So the kid's going to be max 20 that you get to enjoy with them? Yeah. Like, as having, being a father? It's And then they just don't have, like, a parent. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be all on the mother. You still keep them alive. Yeah, it's not, to look after. Yeah. Like, it'll be supported in terms of financially. But, you know, that connection won't be there, unfortunately, because you won't yeah. be around forever. Like, I don't know. I guess after... He gets seven children. Like, what's another like six? What's another one? one? I don't know. Yeah. It weird. According to De Niro, um, he was reporting that the child was planned with his partner at the time, so he definitely planned to Which have. Which is this kid. nuts because he has like grandchildren that are quite young. Yeah. Imagine your 
your granddad has your, a kid that's your your auntie's all younger than you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. That kind of situation. Weird. It's, it's very much like a bloody gossip girl storyline. Yeah, line like my dad like had a kid like later. Yeah. But I was still a teenager. Like I wasn't fifty. Yeah. Like I couldn't imagine being fifty. It's <laughs> like, oh dad's got another one. Yeah, like, what? Another one on the way. Oh, yeah, just crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll that's move. the news for this that week. That is that is the news for this week. And we'll move into our main topic of the week. And we're going to be Conversing about Star Wars. Yes, we are. We're all things Star Wars and we've seen them all. I've seen, yeah, I've seen all the movies now. We've seen all I the movies up. and I've seen some of the TV shows. Yeah. So we've got a little bit to talk about on TV shows at the end as well and kind of what it relates to. Yeah, because I haven't, I haven't seen them. I'm a, I, like, I like the Star Wars films, but I'm not like a massive fan. I came to them really late. Yeah. And then I've watched them, enjoyed them. Yeah. I just, I don't care enough to watch all of the TV series. If there was like one or two... Yeah. Then I probably would have, you know, ended up watching there's it. There's quite a few. But there's just so many that it that, like, feels relate like to a, now the main chore. And I'm like, I, yeah, I've been curious because, like, there's a, obviously there's so many. So there's stars in it that I've seen in other yeah. things. And I'm like, I like their work. I'd go yeah. watch it. But yeah. there's a lot. Okay. Well, I guess we'll start by, we're going to talk through it as in release kind of schedule. So we're going to talk about the original trilogy, then the prequel trilogy, and then sequel trilogy. And it's just going to be mainly just a conversation about around them because we don't really need to explain to the audience yeah, like, what the, you guys like, seen at least what some the plot's around or when it was yeah. released in that. You would have all seen at least a Star Wars film or like how it relates yeah, to Yeah, and other. if you haven't, just do what I did in my first year of uni and uh, just pretend. Mm. Yeah, that was an awful Have you seen yeah. Star Wars? Puts hand up. Don't ask yeah. any further questions. Yeah, people would put their yeah. We were in like because I did a film degree and I hadn't seen them. I hadn't seen yeah. a lot. Okay, I went and did a lot of lot of backlogging <laughs> before then. But you know, I got through it. Yeah, and I got good grades. So you know, you can do it. Um, mm. wouldn't recommend it, but you can do it. And yeah, they'd be like, oh, have you seen this movie? And it'd be like a Star Wars. And then people would put their hands up. And I'm like, just we're in a room of a hundred people. Just sit quiet. You'll yeah. be okay. And like I knew about them, so I, I could follow on. It was fine. But yeah, what are your thoughts on the original trilogy? I if like. Of all of the Star Wars films, yeah. the original and my favourite, not because I'm like a pure, like I don't give a about all that, but just I just the actual just liked what the, the story, are. the characters were great in it. They've got a great relationship. Everyone had chemistry. I mean, yeah. they had chemistry because Carrie Fisher was sleeping with, um, you know, Harrison Ford and the rest of the crew, but. Yeah, because yeah, he was seeing her yeah. behind his wife's back. I think, yeah, he was married. He was she was about, she was in her early 20s. Um, yeah. If you read, she's got an uh, like a a memoir. Yeah, I think it's I think it's technically a memoir. Um, yeah. The Princess Diarist. If you're curious about her style, like give it a read. She's a great writer. It's mm. hilarious, and yeah, she just details all these stories about her sleeping with him. And when she released the book, and yeah. it blew up, it's like interviews of her like talking to like whatever late night host interview at the time yeah and um she's like oh my god billy like to her daughter like what the hell like everyone's super interested and she's like yeah mom this is a big deal like yeah no one knew and and carrie was like what do you mean no, one, no knew? one knew like everyone knew but like uh, in clearly, this inner circle maybe but clearly not no that, one really knew yeah okay but yeah her book sort of just details that and how she was like you know how she looked at it as like a early 20 year old and, yeah and you know her relationship with hollywood because her mom yeah. debbie and like that whole yeah. thing it's it's hilarious like she's a fantastic writer but yeah okay yeah so i just like how sit like they were simple but they weren't they were simple um in that like you know there was a big world that they were building but the stories were solid yeah and it was done out of a love of 
It was the done story. in a lot of cinema as, as yeah, well. Yeah, like, it wasn't George like... George Lucas was a huge fan of um, Flash Gordon mm-hmm. and the book June it's himself. Yeah. Um, and he kind of came up with this idea of like, um, I think he's originally called the character Luke Starkiller, but they obviously changed it yeah. to Star- Skywalker. Um, yeah, and he just, it, funnily enough, it took a while to get funded, the original mm. Star Wars film, because a lot of people were like, I don't understand what you're trying to make with this film. It was definitely unconventional at the time, this, yeah, this idea like, of Star Wars. Because it was originally called Star Wars the first one. And it was considered like a space opera, which is not a term we use anymore. No, it's very well known now because of Star Wars, yeah. but at the time it was unheard of. And yeah, a lot it was of, one of the first like big blockbusters Yeah, that you know was a term... That they used because people were lining up around the street. It busted the block, essentially. Yeah. Is why they yeah. blockbusters came about. But yeah, it just, I don't know. There's something about them in that they were built out of his love of this yeah. story, not, you know, a cash grab. Yeah. Where they just make more story out of. Which is what's unfortunately idea. happening now with the yeah. ownership of Disney. Um, given it's one of their key pillars in the, in the brands that they own, that they have to keep creating content. Because it's a part of the business, it's a yeah. business, so therefore it's got to be c- continue generating yeah. money. So that's which unfortunate. Which unfortunate. at the time when the originals came out, it was about the the actual films themselves yeah. and the stories that were they were creating. And I I like all of the practical effects and stuff that they do yeah. in these. Like I I feel like it feels more lived in. Yeah. So I enjoyed them. What did you think of the original? I love the originals. I originally saw the first one on VHS when I was about, I think about 15. Yeah. Because there was just the phase out of, D- phase out of VHS started DVDs yeah. around that era and I could only find a VHS copy of the first one. So I watched uh, A New Hope on VHS and I bloody loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, really, really fun adventure story. The first one's like quite like happy and yeah. whimsical and stuff comparative to, I guess, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, which it is, gets a uh, lot darker. The ma- mature themes and it gets a lot darker in tone. Yeah, well, The Return of the Jedi, in my opinion, is the weakest one Yeah, out of that. I, I still enjoyed it, it, though. I mean, it's good because it does I mean, finalise the trilogy, but I just thought like having that final battle involving Ewoks, I just didn't know if it was yeah. as grand of scale as I they could have gone to for then- that f- to like in the 80s when it was made people like accused it of like they just did the Ewok so they could sell like oh, I Ewok think toys honestly and stuff. they did because I think at that point it was becoming yeah. its own brand by the third one because that was six years later it yeah. was six years after the first one came out and they didn't think the first one was going to make any money like honestly at all there were it was basically a financial risk making that film it gone it went gangbusters I think it did 500 million on a budget of like 10 yeah the first one which is insane so they quickly put a deal in place for the second one for like Fox Studios to get like like fifty percent of the cut if it made over a hundred million or something for Empire Strikes Back and and Return of the Jedi, yeah, and also George Lucas gets a cut of any merchandise sold, yeah, any any Star Wars product at all, he still gets a cut of anything. So genius, yeah. It so was, which is why they probably put things in to then sell as a product yeah. because then he's getting a cut. And this was a long time ago. This was like before you could buy pop culture stuff about you know anything everywhere, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of wish that I'd seen the Star Wars films like as a kid. I remember yeah. them being, maybe like one of them being on and mum being like, oh yeah, RTD2 is cool. But like maybe I had to go to bed or something like that. Like, mm. I remember not getting to watch it. And then I watched them years later, like I was maybe 18, 19. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I love these. Like I would yeah. have loved to see this as a kid. But it didn't happen. I just think, uh, like, the idea of, like, lightsaber battles mm-hmm. are, is really cool. I particularly like R2-D2 as well. I think my favourite character from the original trilogy would either have to be Darth Vader himself um, or probably Luke. I think Luke's a really 
cool character yeah. in terms of his story arc. I yeah. Yeah, I just think the fact that like he set him up as this like lost boy on Tatooine um who gets found out about the, the whole culture hero. of the Jedi and yeah. then eventually he like trains on with Yoda in the second one and then he becomes his own you know Jedi master in the third one. Yeah. to confront, you know, his battle with his father. Yeah, no, I thought it was super cool. I had a nickname for my lecturer in in uni. I was Princess Leia. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I did my hair like once, like, like, like it. and once. then she goes, "Yeah, but you also have a personality." And I was like, yeah. "Look, I'll take it." Is that your favorite character from the originals? I I don't know if it's my favorite character. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I always find like in a lot of movies that are made. I mm. mean, even now, because they're so male heavy. Yeah. So you watch these, and you have so many characters that like you can see yourself in. Yeah. Then you watch it as a like a girl, or like yeah, yeah, I guess it's a girl when you watch it as a kid. And it's like, okay, so you get one. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's mean. a weird thing. It's like, do I see myself in that character because it's the only girl, or do I like that character separate from that fact? From that fact, yeah. I'll never really know the answer. I find sometimes, yeah, if they're cool, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's it. If they, if I don't like them, that's then I'm good, like, okay, that's then a I'll good go and point, like actually, because I was, I never think that look at being it a male. Yeah, I get so many options. There's just so many, like yeah. in like in Harry Potter or whatever. It's like, okay, so you can it's you a can Hermione. be Hermione or you can be Ginny, who's barely in it, like or Lavender uh, Brown. Yeah, in the not sixth that one. like you can be them. Like you can obviously see yourself in the guys, which I did in a lot of mm. things, just because I was like a little tomboy and stuff. Yeah. But it's a different way of like seeing yourself in these characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I think out of all of the like female characters within Star Wars, yeah, probably Leia. Yeah, okay. um, but I think that's just a personality thing that, yeah. like, happens separate. To, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird when you, I don't know. You don't have as many options. That's true. Yeah. So you just go. I Different guess it's way of this one. At yeah. It. Yeah, that's cool. It's just okay. I know, that's how it is being yeah. a woman. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. This is before I think around the time the prequels came out. They were doing Tarzos. Mm-hmm. And um, the chip packet, yeah. And I was collecting them. Um, I haven't seen the original films or anything, but I was collecting all these Tarzos for these characters. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea who these are, but I want to make sure I get absolutely all of them. That's cool. And then, yeah, I waited a couple of years and then saw the the original trilogy after that. That's cool. I know who this character is now. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just knew it in the zeitgeist because I mean, everyone, whether you've seen them, knows of Star Wars. So. Yeah, I found them late and then I was like, oh, man, this would have been cool as a kid. Yeah. yeah. What did you make of, um, I guess, in Empire Strikes Back, the eventual reveal of Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father? I mean, we all know it now because it's yeah. in such pop culture and in obviously the wider um, Star Wars universe. I it's just known given the prequels and everything with that. But given what that plot twist would have been like in yeah. 1980, I, how do you make of that revelation? Like I always knew because you just – we Darth do. Vader we grew up, father, in, we grew up in a different era. We just know, yeah. Um, but watching it, I thought it was super well done. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have more on like, and we'll get to it, I guess, soon. Mm. Um, yeah, my more like, oh, like kind of reaction came from seeing how Darth Vader became. Yeah, like and that's Anakin we'll became the, Darth Vader. That was for series. me because I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was a like a really good story point to bring up in the second one where yeah. you go, okay, so Luke is Darth Vader's F- son. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I was about to say it. And I was like, hang on. No. Um, <laughs> but then you also have this like, oh, there was another kid as well. Oh, sister, that's right. Who yeah, I think then Obi- you allude to, well, it has to be Leia. Cause well, Obi-Wan, how many other women are in this says film? As a ghost, like, oh yeah, he's our only hope. And then Yoda goes, 
oh no, but there is another. Yeah, and I think that's a and cool. And then the next shot is Leia. Like it just yeah. cuts straight to Leia, which is like, oh, okay. I think that's a cool, like I like how the story went between the three of those films. I think it was a yeah. very well done I in, think after in the, how they did it. Yeah, at the, the time, after which the initial was like triumph weird. over the Empire, the characters had to have like a stumbling block mm-hmm. for them to kind of have that quote-unquote redemption arc to then eventually become the, the good guys again to save the world, yeah. essentially. So that middle film is really like them just basically like Yeah, and I think as well like all, all of them except for like uh, Luke was an outsider because he was just a little farm boy. Yeah. Um. So they all have like that hero's journey to go on. But mm. I think the fact that you've got Princess Leia who wa- like was a princess of this planet that just got blown up straight away and she's yep. very much a rebel. Yes. Was cool. And then you see like – Han Solo is like a gunslinger. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was fun to and be he able to- does things for money in the first Yeah, film. root like, for characters that yeah. aren't like, they're all good because they're, they're on the good side. They're not on you know the dark side of the force yeah. or whatever, but yeah. they aren't, they're not squeaky clean. Yeah. Except for maybe Luke, but he's still figuring it out on yeah. his own becoming they're all a lived Jedi. In. They're all lived in this world. Like you don't just kind yeah. of go, oh, and they're I on think yeah, that's what's journey. cool. Like incidentally starting- a story about a bunch of characters that you've got a big world built already for yeah. that are adults. Yes. Because they already had a past. Yes. And you don't need to know what happened to them before because it's so well written into it. Yeah. Which is why, as we were discussing before about Solo, we could yeah. probably talk about the standalone films now. Yeah, why not? Um, we are talking about Solo as the fact that, like, it was good, but if – if it was just looked at standalone besides Star Wars universe, yeah, it was a good film, but the fact that it relates to a wider mythology, yeah. it just didn't feel like it was necessary. Yeah, I watched it last night and I like I enjoyed it as a film, as a story, maybe taken out of the Star Wars yeah. like genre universe. Um, but I didn't think it was necessary because like what gave Han Solo charisma was that he was this gruff, you know, he liked Chewie, he liked his Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And Money. maybe I like Leia now. Yeah. But you didn't need to know, need how, to he know how he met Chewie. You didn't there. need to know how he got the Millennium Falcon. It was just I don't care there, but that he was in love with it. a girl once. Yeah. Who wasn't in love? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't needed to really love these characters. Yeah. So I think it almost cheapens then the, the writing in it. Yes. Later, um, just by like over explaining what you don't. Need. need yeah um, there was a lot of yeah it's basically it was just like a nostalgia kick at times as well yeah. it's like oh there's a reference from the originals yeah oh, and like, like yeah, we you know it. lando like who cares yeah that's fine i like yeah, lando they, they when i first a, met they lando had a relationship prior to coming in to see each other yeah. at empire strikes back but like it wasn't relevant to the overarching story in the pre the, the original trilogy. yeah and if you took any of that information that they put into solo and you tried to infuse that in like episode like a new hope mm then that's what you call exposition where you're just telling the audience yeah. stuff that they don't need. Um, so, uh, look, I don't know. It was written by, like, Lawrence Kasdan mm. and his son. Where's his name? Anyway, it was Lawrence Kasdan and his son and I think – did George do it? Wait a minute. Yeah, George Lucas had something to do with it as well. Well, I think he tries to yeah. at least have something to do with everything that kind of mm. gets put out rather – he might not be super involved with all of it, but yeah, he definitely gets Yeah, involved. so like they were all involved and like it was good, but it wasn't necessarily necessary. That being said as well, I know way, way, way back when, when they were doing the original trilogy, um, mm. I think it was sort of Jodie Foster, uh, not, oh, I'm reading something, not Jodie, Carrie Fisher's, yeah. um, like I've got notes in front of me, sorry guys, first foray into like 
script doctoring yeah, and she yeah. would write notes on all of it and be like, have you tried to say this, George? No one can say I this stuff. I saw that. Yeah, there was and an yeah, interview you, with Mark Hamill who was speaking about, I think, that situation and he's like, people don't speak like this. Yeah. People don't speak like this. And it, like, you can go and Google like a bunch of a bunch of it and you'll find it on like Twitter and whatnot and yeah. there's, yeah, photos of the original scripts with just all these red scribbles where Carrie's just changed like <laughs> dialogue or then changed like where like action isn't necessary like she's just yeah. she's scribbled all over so many of them yeah. she'd be like, this would be better and for my character this would be better for all of us if yeah. it's done this way george um yeah. which i guess she could do given that her mum was debbie reynolds and yeah but yeah no that sort of she went on to become like a script doctor in hollywood yeah, but okay. they don't get credited all the time yeah so yeah they like secretly just fix stuff fix all the time. things yeah. that just don't sit right like that's fine i don't think it's fine that he's obviously come up with this whole mm-hmm. story and wrote it as a screenplay but yeah a little bit of help does obviously make yeah. it better on you know yeah it's cool project onto screen and it um, worked so you yeah know, yeah it, um, good for all of them yeah it's become this phenomenal franchise from based on those original three films i guess we'll talk about the prequel trilogy now we'll get into those yeah did you, were they the first I yes. Think you that you saw of Star Wars? Yeah, so yeah. this obviously the first one came out in 1999. So I was 9 at the time that this came out. So for me, this was perfectly made. This is exactly what got me into Star Wars. And there was a story I was going to relay to you about the first uh episode, episode 1 Phantom Menace. So when I was about 9 years old, I was this little, you know, nugget of a boy, bit of a bowl cut, very similar to what um Jake Lloyd portrayed as Aww. Anakin Skywalker on screen. And I remember getting this, like, I think it was like a Nintendo magazine or something. And it had a poster for the first movie of, like, I think it was like the promo shot where it's, like, him walking across one of the desert buildings and the shadow wa- of the wall was Darth Vader. Oh, that's cool. Which is really cool. But I was like, look, it looks like me. And I ran Aww. out to my parents as a little nine-year-old in the living room. I'm like, look, I could be in the Star Wars films. <gasps> and they were like, yes, Aww. sure. And I was like, yeah. And I was so excited. That's yeah. so sweet. So I was fully into it when I was nine. Obviously, that film had pod racing, which was huge. That was cool. They had the game for it on the Nintendo 64. So I've actually played that. I haven't really played a lot, good. but I've played that one, yeah. <laughs> so that got me into it, and I thought it was just a really good film. Like, lightsaber battle at the end of the film between um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Darth Maul with the two-ended lightsaber. Mm-hmm. It was the first time you saw a two-ended lightsaber um, with the music of Jewel of the Fates playing over the top, which is just the iconic battle, like, music that they fight with lightsaber battles during Star Wars. And, yeah, loved it. Loved it so much. So that was my first foray into Star Wars entirely. And then, obviously, every three years after that, the yeah. films came out. So I saw Attack of the Clones, which on it's probably the weakest of the three prequel films. It's a lot. It's very heavy in terms of the love story between Padme and mm-hmm. Anakin. George Lucas wrote that one himself. He's not very good at writing, like, love scenes, um, so to speak. Um, There's that particular line where I get what he's trying to mean when he wrote it. And it's just like Anakin's just, like, talking about sand. He's like, I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. (laughs) And you just think that's like like it just – on screen, it's just awkward and cringy. But, like, obviously, he's writing about the fact that, obviously, Anakin has a past about being a slave, being on Tatooine. Yeah. And it's just a reminder of his previous life that really scarred him because, obviously, his relationship with his mother is a huge thing as well as for his character development. So, like, that that line has purpose, but just on screen, <laughs> it's just awful. And, yeah, there's little bits like that that George writes I in that second one that's a bit cringy. Yeah, like, there's a lot that you find and it's hard, like, as a, as a writer – that some things are meant to be read and some things are meant to be said. It's like when you yeah. read it, like a teen 
like romance book, like I don't know, like any of John Green's crap mm. that he used to write. Stephanie you, Meyer. Yeah, you could read it and be like, oh, this is great. And then the minute you see it on screen and it, it comes out of someone's mouth, you're like, work. oh god, yeah. Yeah, and I think so that was particular tricky. Yeah, but I love the yeah. fact that that one sets up the Clone Wars. Uh, which was a really cool scene at the end of that film, uh, which relates to one of the TV shows that they pushed after Mm -hmm. this trilogy, which we'll talk about a bit later. And then coming three years later, when I was about 15, they released Revenge of the Sith. So as a 15-year-old teenage boy watching Revenge of the Sith, which is probably the most action-heavy prequel Mm -hmm. with that uh, opening scene over Coruscant, which was a really cool sky battle. Um, The CGI was really good at the time. It was really developed to portray that scene. The interim scenes are really good with the battle with Obi-Wan Kenobi and General Grievous and also the final battle where Obi-Wan confronts Anakin after he's killed all the younglings in the Jedi Temple. A that Mustafar was is really well done. Yeah, that was really yeah. heavy. So, like, the first Star Wars films that I watched, like, more than just saw a glimpse on TV yeah. were the prequels. And I can't remember which episode I was watching when because I was at – um like a, my mum's like work colleague's house yeah. as a teenager or whatever. And um, her son was like obsessed with Star Wars. Like he's autistic and that was his special interest. So yeah. like he would bring me out like these big books that like yeah. George Lucas and I'd be like, here, look at this, look at this. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Like whatever, like I didn't, I hadn't seen them and I didn't want to like, I was like, tell me about them because I don't know, but I like wanted to engage yeah. with him and I was like, I can't. Anyway, at some point he'd had them on or whatever and he goes, do you want to sit down and watch this one with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I, I watched like one of them. Can't tell you which one it was. Yeah. Um, maybe even saw a couple like over the times that I was like over their place, but I just remember like watching it and I'd never seen it before. So I just wanted to know what was happening and he was so into it and I didn't, I wasn't upset because yeah. you like, it was so lovely to like watch someone love something so much and like, it's I, so, I, I so much can never be ang- like yeah. angry at someone's passion like, right before anything would happen. Like something's going to blow up. People are like, and then this is going to blow up. And then it would be like, and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like I'm I just, can see it. Can- <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just trying to like, like right before it would happen. So there was just no spontaneity in the filmmaking because it was ruined me seconds before it happened the entire film was seconds before yeah Yeah, it was it was hilarious but Mm. um like i do remember watching them and seeing the moment where anakin melts in the bloody lava and then his whole body is just like on fire yeah and then like that's how he becomes darth vader and i had no idea and i remember watching me like oh my god this is like full on Yeah. yeah So like that, yeah, he's like yelling at everyone, like I hate you, yeah. I hate you, and I had no idea that that was how Darth Vader became like yeah. this scary Darth Vader, and I was like, oh my god, it's like kind of full on. But I was speaking to because yeah. we had it on during the week because Ben put it on, and um, we we're watching that scene where he basically Mace Windu confronts the Emperor to be like, you're the the Sith Lord we're looking for. They were going to arrest him, but then Mace Windu's he's too dangerous. So then Anakin basically stops Mace Windu, the Emperor kills Mace Windu, and then he's like, what have I done? And, like, he he says, what have I done? But then immediately, a minute later, he's like, oh, I'll do exactly what you say, Emperor, and goes and kills younglings at the Jedi Temple. Like, and then he's knighted Darth Vader in that scene. That was probably the only most jarring thing is he went from what have I done to killing more of his own kind. I'm like, like, I get you seduced by the dark side pretty quickly probably, but it was just... It was a bit jarring to see. Yeah. It like wasn't that, that conscious mind of, oh, I've, I've, what have I done? Like I've yeah. already betrayed my kind and then kills literally everyone in the temple. It wasn't like my favorite, like of the Star Wars film. Like I definitely, like the originals I thought were stronger. Yeah. I mean, look, George Lucas did a lot of the writing for them. He did write and He's direct good at story. Don't the, get me wrong. Yeah. He is great at story, but maybe not so good at like the nuance 
Yeah, on. which is I think why Empire Strikes Back worked yeah. better because someone else directed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was two people who co-wrote after his screenplay as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot going on there. And, like, I think I'm with most people. Like, I watched it quite late. So the, all the CGI, I was like, whatever. Yeah. Didn't really charm me in the same way. Jar Jar Binks is annoying. I was about to say, what is your least favourite character yeah. in the prequels? Is it Jar Jar? Because it it's mine. It probably is. He annoyed the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Like, Watching I that first one, it, but I just annoying. struggled to want him to be there for much longer. And yeah. I'm kind of glad they kind of dialed him down in two and three. Me too. I think it's just a personality thing. It's like the same in like the originals. Love C3, C3PO as a character, but he was so annoying. Like every time Leia would be like, shut mind. up, C3PO. I'd be like, oh, thank God. I love like, in the sequel series, they basically tell him to shut up in every yeah. scene. Like obviously they have to have him in there because he's and I love it. iconic. Don't get me and wrong. he's a toy. But it's annoying. So he's really annoying. <laughs> Yeah, C3P. I like R2D2 though. For some reason, I think R2's R2's a smart ass. Yeah, he's got sass. He's great. Um, He says nothing, but he's. Jar Jar is definitely my least favorite character in um, the prequel series. My favorite character is definitely Obi Wan Kenobi. I think Ewan McGregor did Um, (laughs) a phenomenal job as that character. One of my friends lost a phone at uni Mm. and had written like a message to another friend and like one of my lecturers found it and wrote an email to one of us being like yeah. hey found a like ipod or phone i can't remember which one it was that belonged to one of you um it says that obi-wan is my sexuality and like <laughs> it was just a joke but my lecturer's like this i was just like uh, joe must be like 50 60 or something yeah and she was just like i'm gonna shame these kids as a joke and so she wrote she quoted <laughs> yeah, the message yeah. in it and i just every time someone says obi-wan i just you think just of think that, that every time yeah one of my friends just died like oh my, oh god, my god i've seen that yeah yeah, no, he's definitely my favourite character. thought he was awesome. He's a great character. Just to watch his growth in that series as well. Like, he starts off as the Padawan of Qui-Gon Jinn in mm-hmm. the first one, and then he, he very quickly has to be thrust into the role of the master teaching Anakin at the end of the first one. You know what happens? Um, yeah, and just because of their basically mentor-slash-brotherly relationship breakdown in that third one, you actually, like, feel for the character when – like he has to basically confront Anakin and be like, what have you done? You've turned to the dark side. If you have and you can't come back from it, I've got to stop you. And, yeah, it's really heartbreaking. And I will speak about the other TV show, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that came out this year as well, which is a continuation of the prequels of his story. Most people didn't like it just because it was kind of a lot of filler and not much else. Um, it was a bit of really bad CGI in there, but... If you just can continue the story and just watch what he does, um, it's really good. Like he's he's just broken himself away from the force. He's really like um, just distant just because of what happened at the end of that because he's gone into exile on Tatooine. And he gets asked by um, Princess Leia's adoptive dad, I forget the name, Organa. Yeah, who the knows? The dad net character. It's like she gets kidnapped and they're like, oh, Obi-Wan, I need your help to find who's kidnapped her. So he goes off to help the young Princess Leia because she's only like five or something in this. It's pretty adorable. She's still got the same hairstyles. And, um, yeah, like, and they have a really good relationship. He calls him really old man and stuff all the time. Like, she's still got that kind of sassy character that she has in the original trilogies. And at the same time, like, Darth Vader's trying to look for for something. I think them at the same time. It works out like it's Obi-Wan. And they have this confrontation halfway through the show and – because Obi-Wan's so disconnected from the Force, it basically he loses, but he gets away from Darth Vader. And then right at the end of the show, they have this climactic battle like they did on Mustafar, and it's just another fantastic lightsaber Force battle 
that we've been waiting for since the end of Revenge of the Sith. And I just loved it. I thought it was fantastic. A really good continuation of his character. I've heard that that one was quite good. Like when it came out, like everyone was really into it. And I like, I look, I should watch it maybe, but. That's probably one of the ones I go. Yeah, look, see that one because it's more related to the films. Whereas these n- newer TV shows like Mandalorian, Ahsoka and Andor, well, probably Andor with Rogue One, but the other ones relate to that original Clone Wars animated TV yeah, show. Yeah, which I think I'd seen bits of just growing up. Yeah. But I've never seen like, the first season. watched it. Seen the first season. And it's pretty good. It introduced, yeah, the character of Ahsoka. Um, and she's really relevant in all of that, all of Rebels. And she's getting her own live action standalone. And she was in a bunch of the Mandalorian episodes as well. I think she's a really cool character. She's actually Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in the Clone Wars, he gets a Padawan. It's her. She's like a 14-year-old Jedi apprentice. And you see her grow throughout of Clone Wars. And then this is when she's older after Return of the Jedi. So she survived everything. And now she's looking for another character. Cool. Yeah. How did you feel about the like new, like the latest trilogy uh, that they did? The sequel trilogy? I thought yeah. it started off so strong. I yeah. thought, um, yeah, the first one was phenomenal. I liked that they paid a lot of homage to the like, yeah. uh, like the first yeah. Star Wars the film f- that they released. The Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. And it was written by a lot of the original guys as well. That so did they, the original ones, they yeah. were sort of. Yeah, playing homage, kind of mimicking. Yeah, I just think it set it up. It, it set up the world again really yeah. well. Like you've got the the trio characters similar to the original yeah. of um, heroes. You had a villain. You had Snoke. Mm-hmm. You had a an empire basically trying to rise again. Yeah, it set it up really well. Like the end of the first one, you kind of understood who Ben Solo, Kylo Ren was, and yeah. how menacing he could be because he obviously kills his father, and. Then it just, for me personally, I know that this is a very polarizing film, the second one there, The Last Jedi. For me, I just didn't love it. I don't remember, like I remember having seen it, but I don't like remember it well. I remember the first one well because I like really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, cool. This is like, feels closer to the originals than the prequels did. And I like, that's what I liked. I remember watching the second one being like, "Mm, okay. I mean, now I like really like Ryan Johnson's stuff. I do too. So I like I Ryan Johnson a lot. I do want to rewatch this one just to Knives see it. Out is fantastic. Poker um, face. Yeah, I, like, I want to rewatch this one, but I just didn't get time. It just this felt week. like one giant chase scene. Yeah, like it was this. They were just the rebels were trying to get away, and then the other ships were trying to chase them for yeah. the whole film, and then that's it. They land on a planet, and then yeah, like and, the and, last one that they did, I just like they were fine films, but my biggest gripe, and like, look, a lot of women love him. I didn't think that Kylo Ren was a great villain. I thought he was a pretty weak villain. He, comparative to Darth Vader. Yeah. He's and a I very don't, emotional character. Yeah. And like you can use, like have emotional villains. Like that's perfectly fine. In fact, usually it's better. Yeah. But, but it was just, case, he didn't. seemed like really bratty. Yes. He, like he's like, you know, he had these parents that are iconic. We all love them. So it's hard mm. to really sympathize and hate them when mm. it's like, it's Leia and Han. Like how do you hate Leia and Han? Yeah, because that's They're easy. probably fine parents. Yeah. Not great, but probably fine. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, you know, Uncle Luke. Well, it's like Uncle Maybe tried to kill me once. Yeah. But like, like a, and that was also weird characterization that was a of weird Luke point. as well. I think they didn't handle Luke very well in, no. the, in the sequel trilogy. And then he drinks that weird milk and it's in yeah, my well, brain. I, and think, I really don't know if that's a reference it. back to the blue milk when he drank on. Yeah, it was um, hard to watch. It was hard to watch. <laughs> very hard to watch. But yeah, his characterization in The Last Jedi was weird. How he's like. Basically the Yoda character for Rey, but yeah. also he's like really dismissive of her and like yeah, he just wants to stay away. Yeah, they're in this weird 
are they in love? Are they not in love thing? Which Oh, Ben and Ray. Yeah. Yeah, because they like, had that uh, forced connection where they could see each yeah, other. Yeah, and that's cool. And I thought more of that, that maybe. That was fine. Um, but the fact that it was like they're also maybe like love interests, but maybe not. It, it was just not pushed far, no. far enough. And then when they kiss in the, yeah, the I didn't third love it. one, it felt really out of place. Mm. I mean, I was, oh, if it did develop, I would have been like, that's fine. But it was just not yeah. enough development for it anyway. It no. just felt really out of place. And um, I just, yeah, I didn't love how it ended. Like I, I felt like don't remember a lot of it just because I, it didn't impact me very well. I just felt like the Rise of Skywalker was trying to course correct what the Ryan Johnson one did. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of like, oh, no, not this, it's this. Somehow Palpatine's return, yeah, which just, literally is a line from the film. Yeah. Somehow. This is literally. I just, <laughs> I look, it's hard to make films. So I'm not, I'm judging them, but not completely. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. There are parts I like relevance. about The Rise of the Skywalker. And I just think you, you, it's very hard to course correct a film. Mm. If it already exists, then you just have to make it work somehow. Yeah. But make it work. But don't try and backtrack on what you've laid down unless you can do it incredibly well. Don't backtrack because it just and fans was, just get annoyed. And that's a lot of that happened in that last film. Like mm. who's Ray's parents? Yeah. Oh, she's no one. But then it turns out she's a Skywalker. She's, no, well, she's a well, Palpatine. Yeah, but she's a Skywalker. But she, then she's like, I'm Ray Skywalker, which is like, okay. Uh, I know what you mean by that line, but yeah, it's one of those lines where it sounds yeah. better on paper. I, it would have been better if she said nothing, but they just had the visuals in that scene. Yes, I think, exactly. If I remember the final scene. Well, they had the ghost, the two yeah, um, just have them. Jedi ghosts of Lick and Leia. You have that, and we know that she's yeah, symbolically that, a Skywalker. Yeah. She doesn't have to Even say if it. If you know, and if you know more about the lore of. Um, uh, lightsabers and the Jedi and that. Her lightsaber that she has right at the end is yellow, mm-hmm. which means you are neither light side or dark side. You're basically your own character. Oh, like you, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know is, if I knew that. That, if you knew the lore a little bit more, it's like, cool, I don't need to be told. Yeah, but yeah. even not knowing the lore yeah. and forgetting that I, you know, was a film major so I understand, like, the nuance of it. You don't need to be Audiences aren't everything. stupid. Yeah. And I think we're in an age now where we're treating audiences really, really stupid. Yeah, everything's going to be spelled out for and them, unfortunately. it's just, it's exhausting. Like, yeah. it takes that magic out of good writing. But anyway. Yeah. I did like, I will say, for the, for the I did like the scene where they're on that um, moon and the Death Star 2 has crashed into the ocean. I was like, that's really mm. good visuals of that, like, you know, old starship destroyed in the in the ocean there, and they have to obviously go get something from inside. Oh, the Jedi Wayfinder or Sith Wayfinder or something. But the visuals on that planet's really cool. I just, and yeah, that that stood out to me. One thing that really confused me was when they go to the Sith planet. One, who created all the star destroyers? They're un- you know how they're underneath the planet, and they just when they the Emperor's like I'm activating them, and they all come out of the ground. Oh it's like, yeah. One, who's building them? I had a lot of Two, questions. Who's but I'm not the biggest fan, them. so I just it was like I'm dumb. And again. why did they wait till now to unleash all this? Yeah, there was a lot of that where they just like Too many questions. Stuff just popped out of the woodwork because it was like, oh, it, we can use this as a plot it'll device. Look cool. Yeah. Or like like with Palpatine, which is like, oh, how do we fix it? Oh, yeah. Palpatine. Yeah. And it's like it's like Palpatine was here all okay. along. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but Snoke was a clone. It was one of the clones that didn't work or something. Yeah, like and like that. no yeah. one loved that. Like fans of it that were the ones that were supposed to appreciate that more than anyone mm. weren't because no. you treat them silly. Like they're yeah. not going to, oh, they won't catch on. It's fine. It was a bit cheap. Yeah. It was a bit cheap. And I felt like this whole sequel trilogy just kind of treated it, it that way. It festered in a really like awkward way in that like it just didn't land. And then they like. Is it is it John 
boy, oh, yeah, yeah. like his yeah. character just got sort of thrown away, like sidelined very Kelly quickly. Tran, oh, is that her and name? She's getting Kelly heaps Tran? of criticism, and I don't know criticism. She, she wasn't that bad in Last Jedi. It's not her fault. No, and like there was a lot of that where like they, the zeitgeist sort of says, you know, okay, well, racism, maybe yes, maybe no. I can't truly answer that. It did look like it, but mm. it's like forgetting the fact that you know that you have like an Asian actor mm. and a black actor. Mm. Don't bring in characters that you're not going to develop fully. Yeah, if and you don't have a away. plan from them, just don't do them. it. Don't, and don't, then yeah. especially don't do it if you're casting people of color. Like exactly because that's then what it, you get accused of things that yeah. maybe weren't your intention anyway. But the fact is, if it looks like it, then to some degree it kind well, of is. I think they they're not like the company's not silly. No. They release. I don't know if you've seen, but they released the poster for the Force Awakens differently in China that they did in like the Western and certain characters are more prominent in certain regions. And so they know what they're doing, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. I just think if you write a character, like you said, have a purpose for them. Um, Don't just sideline them for, you know, the second or the third film, just because you don't know where you want to go with any part of your film. And that was pretty obvious with the sequel trilogy. Yeah, They didn't have it all lined out. No clear vision with that. And I think that's what it's down for. Because even though it arguably should have been better than the prequels. Yeah. It, it's one of those questions that some people just don't even consider it that way because it didn't have a clear through line. Like at least the prequels had that. You can yeah. give them that. Like the yeah. story. Well, they, kn- they knew where the finish line was. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly yeah. where they needed to get to. So they could write all three knowing full well what the outcome was. I just think they just didn't know what they wanted to do with the sequel mm-hmm. trilogy at all. Unfortunately. Um, I have a fun question for you just okay. to break this up. Yep. If you could hang out on any of the planets, which one would you choose? I mean, I love the Wookiee planet. Mm. I think that's really cool. Like those trees where they built like the huts up in the trees. Not like, oh, like Ewo- in the, I think it's like the moon of Endor. Is this that no, one you're talking that's about? that's the Ewok one. The Ewok one. There's a different one? There is. Yeah. In the third one. I'm Googling. Yeah. Have a look up the, the Wookiee planet. Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. It's really cool. They got like all these beaches and there's a really big like um, oh yeah 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 because yeah. big mine, trees and mine they, they build almost, like the the um it's kind of similar to um Endor yeah but and that's what my answer would have been yeah and the moons of Endor because I love tree houses there you go and we're like so the, we're same. the same yeah I yeah. mean I mean Tatooine's so iconic but it's a desert it's a desert and it's like it's got like very strong slave trade it's yeah. not a good place to be probably. I just always wanted to live in a treehouse. So when I saw that one, You're I was like, like um, uh, yes, please. Endor. Yes, yeah. and oh, we can like- have fun with all the little Ewoks. And they're about as tall as me, so I'd like get on great. You'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like Coruscant as well. I think the city yeah. planet, which is central to the star system, is really cool. They there have is, a lot of really cool planets. There is one scene in Mandalorian Season 3, because I'm halfway through Season 3, that there's like a side story episode, and it's about these characters that are on Coruscant. And they go to this like um, – it's like a – middle of all these buildings and there's like this thing in the middle it's like this rock and the one of the characters is like what's this and it's like oh it's actually the highest peak of this planet and it's the only part where you can see the planet because it's so built up with cities and stuff it's it's really cool because it's the only part that you see that's cool it's like imagine if mount everest yeah that would be it it's like that's how much the city is built around this planet and it's like a little like kind of like monument area yeah. to that peak it's really cool they do well in Star Wars with, like, their world building. I'll give them that. Yeah. It's very cool. Even, like, watching Solo and stuff, they had a lot of world building, and that was cool. But I don't know. 
I guess we'll talk about the TV shows a little bit because we're both not the strongest on talking about these. I've literally seen none of them. So, Shannon, this is all on this you. This is all on Tell me, me about it. Okay, them. so I've seen The Clone Wars. I re- there's an f- original film that came out in 2008 and that was based off a 2003 Cartoon Network show called The Clone Wars as well. That's I think that's the one I remember That's probably. the 2D one, whereas yeah. this is more 3D CGI. Yeah. Um, so, there's a film based on those characters. It's got one of the, the Knight sisters who's the bad villain in it. And that film's not great. I've seen that. It was really cringy because it's got um, one of Jabba the Hutt's sons that gets kidnapped and that's what the uh, they have to go save. No one and, cares about Jabba. He's a creep. it's just like a creep. weird, whingy frog they have to save. <laughs> and I've seen the first season of The Clone Wars and it sets up pretty good. Like I said, the Ahsoka character becomes main, like the prominent character as well as Obi-Wan and Anakin in it. And apparently, from what I've read, it really develops quite into the, its own. It's not like a kiddie show towards the end. It becomes like its own show. Like it's worth seeing like Mandalorian in that. Yeah, I kind of want to continue watching it just to see because a lot of these characters are getting developed into the live action series now. Like the Mandalorian, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the side characters in Rebels are going to be in Ahsoka as well. So I'm interested to see how those go because I haven't seen Rebels either. In terms of like expanding on – existing IP and, and yeah. you know, flogging a franchise. I will say that, like, Star Wars has done it for a while intentionally, yeah. like, not in a – like, we're just trying to cash grab. So when they do make some of these shows, because it's so well tied in, mm. it does work a lot better than something like, say, Marvel that did a bunch of TV shows, didn't include them in the movies no. anyway, and so they just fell flat because yeah. you, they were not – they weren't giving audiences that watch both a payoff to no. watch both. Like um, the Hulk, uh, Miss, was it um, the Hulk one? I forget what it's called. Yeah, um, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Or even like way back when they started. Um, WandaVision? No, 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 no. Like way before even Disney had them when they did like Daredevil. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and oh, stuff. Yeah. And like yep. that that first originally was a little bit with like Coulson and those characters were cool. I watched a fair bit of it back in the day and it was fun. But then I just gave up on it halfway through because it, it had no bearing to what movies I was also following. You didn't need to. Like it had no uh, relevance to the main and it cinematic could've. universe. Whereas really these, well. these TV shows in the Star Wars universe do. Mm. So And that's what I like about the idea of I haven't seen them so I can't speak to it in that way, but just yeah. they're intentional, even if they are a cash grab. Yeah. They're done. I mean they well. are. I mean the Mandalorian was literally made so it would entice people to start watching Disney Plus. Yeah. It was it was launched the day Disney Plus launched and like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. The first two seasons are a little bit fetch questy. Like, it's like, oh, go. You, if you need this, you got to go to that planet. Yeah. Oh, to go to that planet, you need actually that first on this planet. It's a little bit of that in the first How are they two seasons. doing but, with that? Because I know they had an, an actor that they ended up having to cut for political, whatever reasons they um, decided. Have they come back off that? So in the third season, that character is written out in the second episode because they go to this planet where there's like two characters that revolve around and the other character that is in it just goes, oh, they're fighting the war. Oh, okay. So they're they fighting just, the war. They're they just not here currently. Relatively well. That's cool. Yeah, didn't kill them off Because I was curious as to how they would, um, like without getting into the political side of it because that's a whole separate thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just curious how story-wise they, they managed that. Gina? Gina someone. Yeah. 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 The, she was relevant in the first two seasons. Um, she was like a side character that really helped uh, the Mandalorian character. Yeah, because I'd heard that, so I was curious. <laughs> uh, and this one, they, yeah, they go back to their original planet and it's like, oh, unfortunately they're not here. They're oh, fair enough. We'll it, it, was, it was done fine. It was done fine. Um, you don't really – honestly, it's no real big bearing on the story. Um, they've added more characters this season 
that were originally in the Clone Wars TV show. So Bo-Katan is in there and a bunch of other ones are going to be added, yeah. So they're, 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 they're buffering it up, basically. Cool. Um, but, yeah, if you give a, give a darn about your Star Wars, watch a bunch of the TV shows as well. I think about just about wraps up our episode yeah, now. Yeah, because we can't really talk about so many of the other ones because we haven't seen them, which, honestly, look, there's a lot. Yeah. And we're not – like, we never claim to be – Massive fans of Star Wars. We just no, we, like we enjoy them. them. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't say I'm a. It's not one of my top three. Yeah, um, thank you for sticking with us for the Star Wars episode. Yeah, stick with us. If you love Star Wars, get in touch. Yes. Um, if you've got any questions for us, or even let any us know. theories, fandom that what you enjoy about Star Wars yourself, let us know. Um, and as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please give it a follow. And if you'd like to get us in touch, uh, please find us on Twitter at BingeLists or email us at BingeLists and BoxOfficeHits at gmail.com. At gmail.com. No, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. And we want to hear from you. Please um, do. Please. Like we, yeah, we really want it to be like more of a conversation with yeah. you guys at home. Yeah, some of our friends have been like letting us know. But if you're not our friend... Yes. Get in touch. We really want to know who you are because we, yeah. it's cool that you're listening. We All love right. it. Yeah, we love it. And I have an idea for the next couple of episodes. Something might be developing. I'll talk to you okay. privately about that. Yeah. Um, um, keep an eye on our Twitter because we'll put it up a bit earlier where we want to go. I think we want to try and let you guys know where we're going with it so that you guys can watch some stuff yep. and get in on the conversation with us as we keep going. Sounds great. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye.